And we are rolling in three, two Nana, shoo. That's right, here I am. I'm back in the flesh. Are you here? Did you come back to reunite with me? Does it feel so good? Was it good for you? It was good for me. I was worried that I wouldn't be able to relax or I'd get like repressed and that didn't happen at all. I was really okay with it this time around. I was almost ready to go for a third week off. And then I was like, Albert, you don't like thirds. You like fifths and eighths, but not thirds. Man, do you guys hear that fucking bird? Am I going to have to go out there and yell at a fucking bird this soon into the... the God fucking... Roger never would have done shit like that. I don't know if I still have any tie with the bird world through him since it's been so long, but I know that I made good use of my two weeks. I didn't just sit around and do nothing, although I did plenty of that and I ate a lot. But I finally got some painting supplies, and I finally did a painting. And it wasn't a very good painting, I don't think. But it, it was my first painting and who knows how long, really. That was something I said that I was going to do back in... Episode 24, I was talking about how I need to paint. So I finally did. Because if I'm going to use that word need, then I need to do it, and I am going to do it. I'm not just going to say that I need something and then not do it, especially when I'm more than capable of doing it. If you're wondering what that shuffling was and how I knew exactly which episode it was on, that is my quarterly review, which I mentioned in episode 26 that I was going to do, and I finally finished that as well. I listened to everything, episode 1 all the way through episode 31. All episodes. I'd even pause and rewind if I lost focus or felt like I wasn't giving it the attention I wanted to. I picked out all the parts that I think are going to be good bits and that I need to develop into those. I picked out all the parts that I like and things that I want to keep doing. And I picked out all the parts that I didn't like and things that I want to try and stop doing or improve upon. And most importantly, in doing all of that, I learned that I listen to me more than anybody else does and that I probably like and love me more than anybody else does. I'm so brilliant and wonderful. What did you do? You had two weeks too. Did you do something good, special, that made you feel better about you and us? I've stopped paying attention to a lot of stuff. I haven't really been reading my newspaper. I kind of look through it, but I finally canceled the subscription like a week or two later than I wanted to because of that. And even digital stuff, I just kind of glance through hoping to come across something that interests me enough to use my brain. That chirpy little fuck is back. I was also hanging out with Strabley some more. You guys remember the demon Strabley? And he introduced me to this other demon, Matt, who specializes in possessions. He can possess all objects, like toasters and forks, but he also uses people he's possessed as possessions. So his couch is just like these two fat guys. 
I hooked him up with some of my special places in hell, and in turn, he's giving me leads on talent for OPTM, Old People the Musical. They're all a bunch of, oh, jeez. That's one of the only fucking puns you're ever going to hear me make, because that shit is weak, low-hanging flute. That's the lowest fucking rung on the comedy spectrum. Puns are to comedy what molesting children is to crime. Ow. Speaking of old people, sometimes you randomly get pains in your chest, and you don't know if it's just a fart that's made its way up really far, or if you're having a heart attack early. Matt Demon doesn't have to worry about that. But he has a really incredible way of scouting out the talent so that we can do our casting. He infuses newspaper ink with fungi spores. And he's got this entire secret surveillance and communicatory network using this. We've come across some really bizarre, don't-know-if-they-should-exist kind of people. Like this guy, we're calling him Schrodinger's scat, because neither he nor anyone around him ever know if he's shit his pants, because he always smells, looks, and walks like he has. And there's also this old Catholic gal who's a farmer, and she tried to use a giant crucifix as a scarecrow. And now all of her crows are just really religious. We've cast a few so far, and they've been hanging around rehearsing, and they've really been a handful. Which shows how they're wearing on me, because I would never say that. Because people that say... He's a real handful, or I'm a handful, have clearly never had their hands full. But they've also never to Nana shut the fuck up either. What's cool is we get to hang out in the spit dimension, and there I get to do things a little bit differently, and I've been cooking for the crew and everything. And since it's show business, I figured I'd make them some recipes from Ratatouille. So I take a rat and I rub it all over my head and face and food and I talk to it while I cook to make sure it's authentic. Oh shit, I forgot to tell you, I had another thing happen, so I've got somebody that is trying to sue me for telling them I'd turn them into poetry. I didn't know that was illegal, but apparently the way that I've written it makes them feel threatened and I guess there's some slander and some libel in there too. I'm preparing my own defense, and I'm going to represent myself because I like to represent, you know what I mean? If they try to call me as a witness after I swear on the Bible, I'm going to tell them about how my favorite part in the Bible is where it lists all the people that bees God. Joseph, bees God, Abraham, bees God, Ezekiel. Then smile at the audience and the jury and tell them bees never got Albert. I'm tight like that, and tough like that. I've been strengthening myself up. Whatever ties I may have lost with the bird community, I've been strengthening with the insect, bug, and arachnid communities. They say spiders crawl in your mouth while you're sleeping, so I've started just filling my bed with spiders. I introduce myself to all of them, so I at least know the spiders that'll be climbing down my mouth and throat while I sleep. I still value the bird community. My favorite bird is a swallow. 
I finally figured out why I like the obituaries, but I haven't figured out if I want to tell you yet. I want to make sure that you don't listen to me. Don't listen to Tanana Shoe Podcast. I want you to not listen to me or the podcast in the same way that you don't listen to your parents, or you don't listen to your teachers in school. And then one day, when you encounter that thing that you were told about, you're like, fuck. And you remember that part of it. But you don't remember what exactly they told you to prevent that or how to deal with it. You just remember that they told you about it, that you were going to encounter it. And you didn't listen, so now you're sitting there not prepared. You just know that they told you about it, and they were right. I want to make sure you're not listening before I tell you why I like the obituaries. So don't listen. Should be pretty easy to do amongst all this cancel culture, where you can just cancel something that should be, that matters. Oh, that's right, you can't. You can't cancel cancer. You can't cancel COVID. You can't cancel cunty people trying to cancel shit that they can't cancel. I'm annoyed that that even came up in regards to Eminem, and I'm not saying anything because I feel I need to defend him. I know he's more than fine on his own. And the people that needlessly defend someone are almost just as bad as the cancel cunts. I just want to give credit where credit is due, and I haven't talked about that before yet. Eminem was an enormous inspiration on me emotionally and mentally, and what I do with both of those creatively. He's up there with Shel Silverstein and George Carlin as people that have made me think about words, how they sound, and what they mean more than anybody else. Honestly, some of the best parts about me, the parts that I like best, I think I are there because of Eminem. And I listened when I was way too young to be listening, when I didn't fully understand his subject matter and his emotions just yet. Don't listen to me. My favorite don't listen to me is when you realize it, when somebody doesn't listen to you. Some memory slowly manifests and replays as it rewinds. You are there, not listening, backing up to what you were being told that is the very same thing that you just said that wasn't listened to now. I figured out or solved another science or a social thing. With all this hate and mistrust of, like, everyone and everything out there, it's not that there's actually that much more of it. There's just a lot more people, and we have a lot more exposure to it. It used to be, like, maybe you knew a couple assholes or a few assholes, but now we know that there are literally thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of assholes out there. And that's hard for some people to deal with because they don't realize that some people see them as the assholes like that and that they really believe that. It's like concentrated assholes and you gotta dilute your assholes. You have to find some way to dilute your assholes. 
Most of us can't handle full-strength assholes. It's like the news now. You're not supposed to take in as much news as people are taking in. They know our attention spans are short and that we're only going to be glancing, looking at stuff quickly for a few seconds, so if you're overindulging in stuff, you're like literally overdosing. Someone's 2 to 10 minute concentrated power dose is getting pumped into your head and emotions over and over for extended periods. Even in fucking machines that creates wear and tear. A fucking river can erode a mountain. Think about what that does to your sensitive little feelings and the fickle little things that drift around in your head if you can even call them thoughts. What are you, my father? No, because if I'd been your father, I would have named you Stab Wounds after your mother. Here's another one of my idea auctions, something that I like that I'm just going to toss out there that I think somebody could do something with. I think you could do an entire podcast with this idea. But also, I think it would be a good segment on my show if I had a guest, or I think it would be just something cool to think about every so often. Lost memories. Those memories where you were so immersed in the experience of something. You were so involuntarily ingraining this internally that you didn't retain the details of how to get back to it well enough. Either you just don't remember how to get back to the person, place, or thing that it was, or there is no way to get back to it. Whatever the case, whatever it was that was so impactful that made this such a lasting, powerful memory for you, you're always going to build it up further that way and enhance it even more with the longing of the memory for it. That even if you could somehow get back to that specific instance, it would never happen the same again. Most of my lost memories are food, things that I can still remember why I enjoyed eating them so much, or like a specific smell or flavor that I know I'm just never ever going to have or find again. And then the other ones are either dreams or things that I just imagined as real things were happening and they have so much details and real people and real events tied into them that it makes it really hard to distinguish which part was an actual occurrence and which part I just sort of added to it in not remembering it right. I think that might be one of the reasons why I am so random and why I enjoy randomness so much. I'm like a sadder, white version of Tracy Morgan. That's a good comment for people to want to cancel me, but here's an even better one. Black people are getting racist as fuck lately. I know a lot of people are going to think that's my white fragility and privilege saying that. And this probably isn't the best time to say it with what's going on, but I'm just going to say that one thing. Because they are. It's that same backwards-thinking, counterintuitive bullshit that's in the trans movement. And it's like fighting for peace. It doesn't work, and it's not the right way to go about what you're trying to do and the message you're trying to deliver. But what the fuck do I know? Who the fuck am I? Don't listen to me. 
as much as I like to live by the things that I say and I do practice what I preach, I also preach what I practice. And this is a comedy development podcast. And the truth isn't always that funny, and I've really enjoyed lying to you guys lately. I love being a deluded asshole. Almost as much as I love cockophony. 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 A harsh, discordant mixture of sounds. Cockophony. <laughs> Maybe I'm just tired. I'm an old soul, an old, tired soul that may have also been fermented or is fermenting. The other day I had a dream about going to sleep before I woke up. Don't worry, I'm not trying to plagiarize MLK. I am trying to start a company that makes coincidences happen. It's bound to be more successful than any company that makes stool cushions. Fucking stool cushions. One of the worst, most poorly designed things that have ever been created. Not once, never have I ever sat on a stool with a cushion and thought, this is really functional and feels good. How comfortable. Every single fucking time they have this slippery, shitty, like, tie-on system or it's like the stretchy elastic and it never stays on. It's always slipping off. When you sit down on it and you go to get up, it's always slipping off. You always have to readjust it. And when you're not readjusting the cushion, you're sitting on some awful hard little fucking button or something or there's just not enough padding in there so that you still feel the stool, but you have this uncomfortable folded material bunching up and making lines under your legs and the pressure from sitting. It's way more uncomfortable than just sitting on a regular fucking stool. And they're still being made, and people are still buying them. They're almost as bad, almost as bad as fucking wind chimes. I don't know what sick fuck thought to give wind sound to make one of the most beautiful, serenely silent things have noise and chimes to take something as natural and beautiful as wind and make it chimes, you sick fuck. I think that's enough, Albert, for this week. I don't want anyone to overdose after lowering their tolerance and not having any Albert for two weeks. You know I don't like to go on those negative notes, though. So two more of the biggest highlights and things that made me happy over the last two weeks are I finally used my smoker. I've had a smoker that's been sitting in the backyard for years now. I've cooked on it twice now so far, and both times I've made meat for tacos, the first time with beef and the second time with chicken, and man, I was missing out. It adds that next level of flavor. So I'm going to keep working on that and building on that until I get comfortable enough to make brisket. The other thing is that I finally got two books that I've wanted for years now as well, and I got both of them for free from a very generous friend. So now we're a bit more caught up and we've diluted some of the assholery and you're not listening. The reason I like the obituaries is because I don't really pay attention to them. 
I don't really look at and I don't really read what they say, but I feel like in some way that little bit of attention and energy does respect and honor those people. Also, I've been very lucky in not having very much death in my life. I've only really known like one person that's died. And honestly, I've always kind of wanted more. There have been several people in my life that I kind of just wish would die. I know that's not good. I know that goes against some of my beliefs and ethics, but it's true. Alright, that's it. Until next time, when I to Nana talk to you.